0: Welcome to Chat Your Own with Candy Ann Noodle, the monthly chat show podcast about all things now, then, and tomorrow. It's a little politics, a little art and science, and a whole lot of feminism. Liberal as fuck. out like you magic touch. it i am so happy it yeah. was like the stupidest you and me re- both, reason you know it's great uh it is good stuff i'm so happy uh welcome back to chat your own i'm candy here with noodle hey hey how you doing noodle oh my god i'm hundred
1: thousand months pregnant you are very pregnant and i uh i feel every one of those months i'm, I'm literally 36 weeks today oh wow it's so many uh, that's so many weeks yeah I am a. I described myself as corpulent last night, um, which which my husband thought was very funny, and he was like, "Wait, what's the like actual definition of that word?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, like ripe to bursting." And he looks it up, and he goes, "Fat." <laughs> it's a one word definition.
0: <laughs> Fat.
1: And I was like,
0: "Ah, oh, that is accurate." Uh, I wanted to curse out the. Dictionary, but I wasn't sure what she used. Was that a Merriam-Webster or? Oh Oxford? yeah, no, it was
1: like a like a legit. It was not the Urban Dictionary. Right. of you fat. Right. It was like, well, I hate to break it to you, ma'am, <laughs> but here is how you've just described yourself. Um, but you know, I mean, I'm checking along. Oh, Merriam-Webster. Yeah, check, checking along, but but doing okay. Uh, LA is on fire, which is real stressful.
0: It is real stressful.
1: Um, hopefully by the time this goes up. It will no longer. Everything will be fine. Yeah, it will I no mean, longer be really on fire. I mean, I
0: really so. It's we're a couple of weeks out. Yeah. Uh, you are very cute, though, which, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're like, if I hear that one more fucking time.
1: No, I mean, it, it's better than, oh, God. It's better than, <laughs> good Lord,
0: walk to the door.
1: <laughs> Who's that walrus you showed up? Uh, because also pregnancy makes you, like, ungainly and hairy. So that's how I feel, is walrus-y. My fuzzy belly. Um, but, you know, I mean. It's okay. We're we're approaching the end of this phase,
0: and a whole new phase, which is also gonna be is not terrifying at all. No, (laughs) it seems like something totally norm. It's It's weird.
1: Everything everything feels real weird right now.
0: It is weird, but your world is shifting. Mm -hmm. Your whole universe is wiggling, right? Yeah, (laughs) my universe,
1: my universe, my inner (laughs) verse.
0: A lot of cosmic shit going on. Yeah, baby
1: battle is pretty pretty active on the insides. Um, That's what we've been calling it, baby battle. In case we haven't mentioned that at any other point in the podcast, and they're like, "Oh my god, are you calling the baby battle?" No, that's not the baby's real name. Uh, But it's it's quite kicky, and I'm I'm looking forward to being kicked from the outside as opposed to from the inside.
0: Right. Well, you got to have change. Mm -hmm. Monotony is. Exhausting. Yes, that's yeah. true. Ruts. Yeah. Nobody likes a rut. Everyone likes a good elbow fr- in the ribs, like from the outside, as opposed to the inside. <laughs> the inside, uh, I could, I could do without going forward.
1: But um, yeah, how about you? How's, how's all the things?
0: I'm fine. I, I, I don't know that I can literally muster up any more than I'm fine. Uh, tired,
1: busy. You know. Well, we've got some pretty Life. pretty significant things coming up that we do that's keeping us quite busy.
0: A lot going on, so we are throwing a uh, part of Team Tiny Ferrari, which you have heard of, uh, and specifically Josh of Team Tiny Ferrari. We are all throwing a party, a big, awesome ripper and party, which means we got lots of stuff to do. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. Uh, it, it's gonna mm-hmm. it's going to be eighties themed. It's going to be prom. Very excited. So it's not just hey there's like party logistics but it's it's a very uh detail oriented logistics like like
0: thematic situation very thematic and and we're all very okay the ladies are very ladies. very organized not that the the men in the group are not organized uh it's a different kind of organized uh and they are very very much focused on performing at our party yes which is Quite frankly, the cutest thing that's ever happened. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> <laughs> Live band. Live band. No pressure. Mm, just a good time. Right. But, oh, my God. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on them they, from themselves.
0: From themselves. They have been rehearsing right. super hard. Like twice a week? for Yeah, for a while. And... Uh, I think the first thing that happened with this party, actually, we decided to do it in like the spring or summer. Mm-hmm. First thing that happened was uh, they, they got a band together. Yeah, and they started <laughs> like, oh, we're a band. Before there were <laughs> any other plans. <laughs> yeah. So we're going we're gonna to be a band. Yep. And we, we're going to play this party. Uh, it's been super fun. So today what we're doing with you guys is actually working on our decorations. Um, we have lots of lists. We have lots of things to do, and like you know, being a grown up means multitasking. Yeah, in because uh, you only the have modern so world so much time. There are only so many, so many minutes, and I can use both my brain and my uh, right? fine motor I skills at the same time. Uh, theoretically, right? Theoretically, we'll see. let let's see how this goes. On the plus side, I have lots of band aids. Oh, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, like I have so many band aids.
1: I'm, I'm hoping I don't have to look at the mic and the sheet and the thing that I'm cutting maybe i'll remember what's on the sheet but
0: right uh, yeah so i am going to we're going to you're going to hear paper cutting and things rustling and we are actually 100% doing stuff while we're yep. well we're doing other stuff snipping of right. scissors many much scissors i'm going to start doing that and
1: uh, noodle what you reading well i am reading two very different yet somehow connected books as i like to be a little thematic so i'm since we've just talked about my my giant pregnancy uh, I'm reading What to Expect When You're Expecting, um, the classic version by Heidi Murkoff. And this is the book that they tell you to read, that everybody reads, that yeah. you've got to do. And to be honest, I'm glad that I'm reading it. Uh, I've read a lot of different pregnancy books at the same time. And some of them are really gross. <laughs> and some of them are really jokey. And some of them are very condescending towards your partner. And they just like assume your partner's dumb and useless and can't help with anything. And it's just like this bumbling around idiot, uh, which, frankly, I'm offended by. Because you know, I'm very lucky. Uh, my my husband has been fantastic. He's been very supportive and helpful and has taken on all of these extra responsibilities and really just like is keeping me happy uh, and fed. Thank
0: you. Which is, I mean, that's <laughs> the job, so important. Right?
1: Um, but a lot of the books assume that your partner is is not any of those things and are very very role oriented, and I find it off putting consistently. Absolutely. And some of them are real like dismissive of the partner, like mocking and mean. I'm like, why why would you be having a baby with somebody who you so clearly hate? Um, but what to expect when you're expecting. Uh, it, it lives up to all the things it needs to be. It is scientific, but not frightening. It gives you the biological information in a way that is clear and understandable. And, and it's been pretty accurate. It says a lot of things like, this might happen to you. Don't be concerned if it does or doesn't, which is great. So it really gives you a nice feeling of normalcy through it. And it's broken out week by week and month by month. And so you, I've been reading this over the course of the last nine months. Um, you know, as, as I experience all these new different weird things. So um, I would recommend it as the book to read. I read Belly Laughs. I read Girlfriend's Guide. I don't necessarily recommend any of those, but the depending on what kind of person you are and what kind of experience you're looking to have, for me, this book, like, checked the boxes mm-hmm. for being chatty and casual, but also scientific enough that I felt like this woman actually knows what she's talking about. So that was one. Which, you know, I mean, if you're pregnant, somebody buys it for you. Read it.
0: And did you read it, um, like, m- as you're going with yes. the stages? Or did you read ahead?
1: Yes. No, no, no. Re- I have been intentionally only reading it as I'm going through. Because otherwise, it's really scary unless you're actually experiencing the thing. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, I, I know what that is. I'm fine here. So I've been reading it um, in real time. Okay. Uh, I am probably going to finish it and just, like, get through this last month and skip ahead to the gear yourself up for labor, let's go. Uh, Gird your loins, if you will. Yeah. (laughs) My poor loins. Your poor (laughs) poor loins. (laughs) Poor loins in advance. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a real-time read. The other book that I am reading right now is called The Secret History of Wonder Woman by Jill Lepore. And it is about the gentleman, uh, Professor Marzen... I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but I'm not upset about it, Martson, uh, who created Wonder Woman, and all of the different women in his life, who were very active in uh, women's rights to contraception and uh, going as far back in, in history as you know the women's suffragettes and so on. And I'm not that far into it. And while the information is interesting, it's just it's very discombobulating the way it's written. People keep popping up with like no context of who they are, and I'm like, wait, what? What is their relationship to to, to the guy? What is their relationship? To Wonder-, Wonder Woman hasn't even come around yet. I'm like, a hundred pages in, I don't know.
0: That makes me make a face.
1: Yeah, I, I don't love it. Um, Jen, our our friend Jen gave it to me uh, to read, and I think I think that I, I was out of books, and I was like, oh, I like Wonder Woman. This might be cool. Um, but I am struggling with it. I, of course, I'm going to read it anyway. I'm going to I'm going to finish it because you know I am who I am, uh, and and I'm hoping that it gets better, that the story gets a little bit more cohesive. But right now, it does not feel cohesive. It's just kind of like slapdash, and it's like, oh yeah, and then this happened, and oh, did I mention that this happened? And I'm like, who did this happen to? Is kind of my overall feeling on it. But uh, you know, I mean, the movie itself was such a phenomenon. Wonder Woman, the character, is so important in feminism as a human being. Um, but the thing that does kind of bother me about the book on top of that is the image that they use on the cover is her changing her clothes so it is a sexualized Wonder Woman on the cover
0: as opposed to a, a heroic Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's her taking her jacket off.
1: Yeah, and like changing from Diana to yeah. Wonder Woman, which like I understand is important, but like also we it could be a picture of her kicking somebody's butt. Instead of her revealing, right? right. So um, I'm not crazy about it, but I'll finish it. It's big. I like big. I need something big to occupy my big brain right now. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm reading. I'm not
0: not terribly engaged, but I don't I don't hate it, right? Huh? Well, I won't read it. No,
1: yeah. <laughs> it, it is not one that I'm going to stick
0: on your shelf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take that as a solid not for me. Nope. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, ooh, which reminds me, I have a book I have to give back to you.
1: Ooh, taking things home always a plus.
0: Always a plus. More crap. Yay. Yeah. I thought I got rid of my crap. No, here's your crap back. Here's all of your crap back. <laughs> were you making space? Too bad. Too bad take this and you know what here's a bunch of books you should borrow yeah just take these two. just take all
1: I'm, I'm in this weird phase where I'm like short on books the The sale that, that I beautiful. usually go to um, I have had plans every time because it's the last out of every month at the Studio State Library bookstore I love it I usually go and spend like $10 and come home with 25 books and I've missed the last like three months so I am
0: I am scraping the bottom of the barrel on my book life I don't. It I is, don't
1: feel great about it. It it's is very
0: weird, and it's an important for everyone to know that I think you guys have seven hundred books.
1: Oh yeah, easy, <laughs> easy. But I've already read those.
0: Right, you right. Know,
1: I but <laughs> I've need more been through those. Uh, that doesn't mean I won't reread them if need be, but it does. It it. There's an actual fear of this, of of not having something to read, and I can't remember what the fear is called. But I absolutely have this fear, and this is probably the first time in my life that I feel like it might actually be man- manifesting around me, and that also makes me nervous. That is scary. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. That's a big change. That is a, that's yeah. a big change. Lots <laughs> what are you of gonna stuff do? going to do?
0: What are you going to do? Lots of stuff. I mean, there's a chance that you're not going to have time to read for a, yeah, six years.
1: People keep saying that, but <laughs> I feel like in the beginning, you spend a lot of time holding the baby, right? So, I mean, I could just read out loud to the baby. You could read out
0: loud to the baby. You know, because
1: instead of watching TV or whatever, like while you hold the baby, I might just read out loud. And then I was also thinking I could, if I had to, uh, join Audible and have Audible read to me and the baby, right? Um, because I just I can't imagine a world
0: where I don't read. Right.
1: It just it staggers me. This the the concept.
0: So we'll see. We'll see well, how that we'll goes. see what happens. Mm-hmm. And tune in in the next couple of months. Yeah. <laughs> see how how the reading's going. And
1: I'm like, well, uh, good night, Moon. Yeah. Highly recommend over and over.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I didn't even consider that. That would be hilarious. I could do that. I could do a review of maybe uh, books. You could, especially since you got a whole bunch of books. I did. Yeah, that's true. You guys got a lot of books. Um, so we are going to talk about uh, parties, just parties in general, parties we have been to, parties we've thrown, how we feel about parties, how we feel about doing parties. Uh, it's, it's party time. Party time! While we sit at home on a Friday <laughs> night, cutting out, cutting out stars and not poster board.
1: <laughs> uh, Andrew WK has a lot of advice about what is and is not a party. I'm pretty sure that he would say, "Sitting at home, cutting out poster board in anticipation of a big party that you're throwing for somebody—that counts as party." I
0: think he would too. I think mm-hmm. you're totally right about that.
1: And the fact that we don't have the clip of "Party Till You Puke" right now like makes me a little sad, but I could just I could just we sing might. it. Party till you puke. It. I mean, he yeah. just says that over
0: and over we again. We could totally yeah, have that. Yeah, you know that. what? We're going we're,
1: we're to put that in there. That's going to yeah, happen. I mean, I'm
0: pretty much not doing anything else till this is over. Yeah. Uh, but you don't know. that's so two weeks will break.
1: Right? It's a party till we puke. Um, so uh, about throwing parties for other people. Party planning as a labor of love. Yes. Uh, I think it's one of the greatest things that you can do for somebody is to create an environment for them that's about them that's tailored to the things that make them happy that really makes them the spotlight for a little while and like you can just it's it's not just oh hey I spent a bunch of money on a present for you which is also nice um but it's I spent time and effort and energy on you happily
0: Right. Joyfully. Right. I love you. I want to yes. see you smile. I want to see glitter around you and I,
1: I want to have everything be worthy of you. Yeah. And uh, I feel like this this has been such like a, a wonderful experience I get to do because I mean, I mean not, not to be a dick about it, but like I had I had two very significant parties. Three. I had three very significant parties thrown for me in the last 2 years between the bachelorette, mm. the wedding shower, and my baby shower. Um and so for me, getting to like give back and do something again for for somebody else because right. I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't here for any of those planning. I'm I'm so happy to be doing this.
0: It is fun. It is a it is fun. It is a good time. And
1: frankly, I can't wait to throw you parties next.
0: Whatever party you want. <laughs> Whatever party you want.
1: Whatever party you want. Um it's uh, like a pizza party. Yeah, what? Sure, you want
0: pizza? We got pizza. Oh, we get pizza.
1: So <laughs> we we can do that right now. Um, so for us, it's not just hey, invite a bunch of people, buy some booze. Here we are. Like this, this particular party that we're throwing is is that a pretty high magnitude?
0: <laughs> is that a pretty high magnitude?
1: So uh, I mean, between decorating invites food more decorating uh measuring the location making sure we have the right equipment it, it's been it's been a very serious investment of our time
0: it has been it's been a uh, it's been a serious investment and it's been it's been fun to do something on this level because we've done little you know yeah. we've done gatherings and get-togethers and mm-hmm. and uh the, the showers are good. The showers are a very specific kind of party. Wait, I feel no, like. you already know what's supposed to happen. Exactly, you've already got an outline. Yeah, there's
1: already there's already a, a, a expectation of here's what happens at a baby shower, and here's what happens at a bridal shower, and here's what happens at a bachelor party. But in this particular instance, we've really oh oh injury number one. We're oh ye. continue. Okay, okay. Uh, we we've had the opportunity here to really create. Uh, an entire environment that we didn't necessarily uh, have for the other ones. So, kind of the '80s, the '80s them- thematic prom means we've gotten to uh, do a color scheme, um, design lighting, design photo booths. Uh, the the invitations that Candy made for this party uh, are really, really gorgeous in terms of graphic design. And information to be included, and so on. So, like, we're really creating an experience here, not just not just an event, but like an overall representation of, of kind of how what we thought the '80s were like, and kind of how we imagine what an '80s prom would have been like. And it's not that we haven't, you know, attended other prom type environments, but it's really interesting to kind of like put our own spin. On the whole thing, and I'm just, I'm just gonna keep talking until Candy comes back with a bandaid. I'm awesome. uh,
0: <laughs> I
1: have something yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just gonna keep going. No,
0: you're good. Uh, <laughs> you're right. You're totally right. It has been, it has been. Uh, it's cool to think about your prom and think about your friends' proms, and and uh, you know, we all probably have what we think is the same picture of a prom in our head, but probably isn't the exact same picture. And uh, how much of that was formed by movies? Right. Oh, but for me. We're cutting out stars because of television and movies. Yeah,
1: oh, for sure. I I don't know that there was any stars at my uh-huh. prom. Uh, tell me about your prom. Uh,
0: my prom? Well, I went to. I actually went to three proms. Aren't you fucking fancy? Oh, please, that was ridiculous. I went to like nine dances from eighth grade Everybody to senior year of high to hang school. Yeah, with candy. Uh, it was absurd. I really just wanted to buy dresses. Um, <laughs> uh, but my senior prom was. I have no idea. I, mean, I have no idea what the what the theme was. I mean, I'm sure I'll find it. Um, my senior prom was fun, but not as awesome as I expected it to be. Because you watched too many movies. About I watched too senior, many movies.
1: Senior proms that changed everybody's life. Right.
0: Right. It wasn't like this. I mean, I love my friends, but it was another dance with, you know, pretty much the same group of friends and like the same things were going to happen. And I uh, I don't know, maybe I burned out by my senior year.
1: Nine dances in, I mean, Miami's, that's it's, it's definitely a possibility, that's
0: highly possible. <laughs> what was your prom like?
1: Uh, well, Vinny, I'm so sorry if you're listening. Uh, I went to prom with somebody who I had stopped speaking to about six weeks beforehand. I don't remember what we the falling out about. We were fine later, again, Vinny. I'm so sorry if you're listening. Um, so it was it was awkward. I mean, I had a great time with my friends and dancing and doing other stuff, but like, right,
0: I don't know,
1: wasn't wasn't. Same thing. I, I was underwhelmed by prom, right. I would say, because uh, I had seen too many movies and was expecting to walk into the the ballroom with the balloon drop and the ball. And none of those things happened. Like totally. It was, it was at a restaurant, I think. Oh, really? Interesting. I mean, it might have been a grand ballroom. Uh, like, you know what? It was like, um, like a banquet hall. A banquet yes. hall. Thank you. I was like a VFW hall. That's not right. It was a banquet hall. Uh, so I, I would say, I would say prom is uneventful. So that's why I'm really excited for this prom.
0: Exactly. And that's what's, wait, first of all, super funny. My junior prom, uh, my boyfriend dumped me like two weeks before Shut prom it. and we went together anyway. You have to, right? Cause you've already paid for the tickets. You you've already bought and the it's limo. Like we did a whole weekend. I mean, it was wow. always that night and, then, and dinner or whatever. And then like great America the next day and something else the next day. And there were tickets and like. You got to do the shit. You got to
1: do the shit. Yikes. What a dick bag. Um,
0: I mean, I, yeah.
1: That's, that's terrible. I wonder if he remembers it that way or if he thinks that you broke up with him.
0: Oh, he better remember it that way because that's the way it happened. Are you listening? Are you listening? Jim? Probably not.
1: Mm, Jim.
0: You know what? It was, I probably deserved it. Fair. Yeah.
1: Fair. (laughs) That's very honest of you. Um, So let's say that we're going to make up for all those things. Next oh it's next Saturday, by the way. it is it's next Saturday it's a week really and a half soon. away yeah. yeah
0: or a week away.
1: Um, so I mean this will probably go up afterwards, but just just so you know guys that's why we're so we're super focused. we are fast approaching.
0: yeah, laser focused um,
1: so so uh, like reality prom
0: kind of a letdown uh, but this prom
1: gonna be gonna be awesome.
0: I love the idea of grown-up proms. Um, one of my favorite is the prom that Carrie goes to with. Stanford
1: yes. on Sex and the City. That's a great yes. prom, which
0: is also totally in my head
1: mm-hmm. for
0: this event.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> just Let's see if we're going to have to live up to uh, Sex and the City's production budget. Right? So, that's uh, cutting
0: out stars out hey, of poster bar. how's your credit
1: card going? Yeah. <laughs> in our living room. Sex and the City. Um, yes, uh, we, we did a grown-up prom many years ago. Yes, we did. Uh, where I think we might have all just gotten shit-faced.
0: I was super, super drunk. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I feel like we lost Kira at some we point. Did, we did, and I got real mad Kira at her.
1: I don't know. There was like a whole thing.
0: <laughs> but I remember being real mad at
1: her because we lost her. Uh, but I, so I'm not going to get drunk at this prom, which I feel like <laughs> is the right choice. But I'm I'm also kind of sad about it. I'm going to like, hey guys, where's the unspiked punch?
0: Where's the unspiked punch?
1: But I think I think everybody's going to have a while.
0: I do too. I think uh, we did have some people say, uh, you know, I get to go to I get to go to prom and not you know not be. The, like weird awkward kid in school and, like i can go and be the like awesome punk i was yeah. and like go, people are excited to go with their spouses and right because
1: i mean how much different would your would your prom experience have been if you got to go with your current significant other like how much right. more fun would you have had
0: and how much more fun when your so is in the band
1: yes oh my goodness so all of our sos are in the band and <laughs> we're gonna feel very hip uh, and and super like I'm with the band. Cool. My,
0: my boyfriend's in the band, but my dress smells like a little old lady.
1: Yay! Yay. We, so we went dress shopping, and it was hilarious. There was a lot of ugly clothes that we tried on, which is a good time. A lot of taffeta.
0: Taffeta. A lot of, a lot of loud ass taffeta.
1: So prom specific aside, uh, just
0: like parties
1: in general, uh, there's a lot of times in your life where you get thrown parties. But I guess you know some of the best ones are birthday parties. Mm-hmm. You know when you're a kid birthday parties and then when you're a teenager birthday parties and like how different that is and then the birthday parties you throw for yourself as a grown-up a lot of different phases of it so um what was your best not not funniest not most memorable not saddest don't (laughs) don't tell me your sad birthday party stories for fuck's sake uh your your best birthday party as a kid
0: As a kid, as a kid. I mean, like, up, up to the kids. age of, like, 13. Yeah, because, you know, I think I'm going to say 7th grade. I think my 7th grade birthday. I mean, I had my 5th grade and my 7th grade. I I was lucky enough to have, like, a buttload of chaperones, which meant my mom, my, like, single mom. could We can invite the whole class or, like, you know, 20 people as opposed to only being able to invite maybe, like, 7 or 8 because, you know, kids are dicks. Um, and you need lots of eyeballs on the kids. Uh and uh, we always had, so both the fifth grade and seventh grade party. let's, let's go with fifth grade because that was, no, let's go with seventh grade. Okay. <laughs> um, seventh grade, bunch of girls. and we had a -- I think the boys were there earlier, and we had like a, a you know mixed boys and girls party, and then the girls were spending the night. And we had what my family always did, which was like a dance party. like they, it was a big dance contest. They always made everybody dance, which was super funny. We always had a great time. They had a boom box, and they would stop it and it was super cute um but we also got in trouble because we What did you do? We put a note on the door in the basement because the boys were going to come back. So we put a note oh for them to like let them know yeah the door's unlocked it's cool or like it might not be cool. Uh scandal Totally total How scandal. Old are you 7th grade. So that's like 12, 13? Yeah.
1: Scandal. Yeah. I mean, you- I
0: am 99% sure I'm not mixing two parties.
1: Right. Well, that's all right. So you think the boys are going to come back, and your mom's not going to notice.
0: Oh, totally, because we were downstairs. We had a nice, like, a split level. Oh, OK. Uh, so everyone was sleeping upstairs. Actually, my uncle and aunt might have been sleeping. It was stupid. It was dumb. Kids are dumb. <laughs> uh, but There's they never no part of this that's going on. Yeah, well. they never showed up. Eventually, we fell asleep, and we left the note on the door. So I got in trouble the next day, because <laughs> I didn't cover my bases. Did you
1: get in trouble in front of your friends? I don't think so. Did your mother wait until everybody was gone, but you knew it was coming? You're like, oh my God,
0: stay. I don't, yeah. I feel like they probably didn't even find it until everyone was gone because why would anyone have gone out that door? Okay. Yeah.
1: How funny. Mm -hmm. How about
0: you? What was your best,
1: best party? Um, So, you know, a lot of kids like have parties at places, you know, the Chuck E. Cheese, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um... They have, you know, bowling parties. They have whatever. My mom always had our parties at our house. Huge numbers of all sorts of ranges, like the whole neighborhood would come and so on and so forth. And my favorite party that I ever did uh, was we had everybody have to bring a skit or a performance or a song or a dance or a play. They had to bring some sort of performance piece. And because it was my birthday, I got to be in all of them. So, and and there's there's video of it and it's wonderful. And so like basically, it's like 20 vignettes. Uh, and we had set up the house with a stage and there was a curtain and costume changes. and just like some of them, some of them were dance routines. There was one puppet show. Um, and they were all really spectacular. And, and I look back in it and I think how do we get all these like I'm talking grown-ups doing it right. little tiny tiny kids like all over the place that everybody's like sure I'll uh, I'll come to your house and perform and then let you film me that's this seems fine and everybody was just like willing to do it like part of part of the fun and it was great I have no idea what birthday it was it might have been 11 I could have been 15 like I have no idea mm-hmm. Um But it was it was wonderful. And I don't I don't know if that sort of thing happens anymore, but I'm really hoping that I'm going to be able to do that sort of thing with my kid or at least, you know, something more engaging than taking them to Chuck E. Cheese or whatever variant. Right. And to be honest, I'm going to talk about Chuck E. Cheese now. I did not know Chuck E. Cheese was a real thing. I thought it was something, again, in the movies, there was no Chuck E. Cheese where we lived. Uh, I just, it did not seem to me like a real event, um,
0: but it turns out it very much is. Oh, it very much is. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, I, you know, I feel like, yes, it was around. Yes, I've been to them. i had been to them for other kids' parties. It wasn't something that I went to very often unless it was a party, but I think part of that's because we had um, Enchanted Castle, Ooh. which is still fucking awesome, Um and for when I was really little, well, like six to eight ish, um, five to eight ish, four, five, whatever. I'm just dumping these scraps on the oh floor. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Oh, are you kidding me? I just inhaled a feather from making my Halloween costume. I watched <laughs> it hover in front of my face, and then I breathed, and I watched it disappear into my body, and then I felt it in my mouth, and I swallowed it. Well,
1: I um, felt better. Not about not making that I mess haven't in your otherwise vacuumed. pristine house.
0: Oh, it's no. Not that I haven't vacuumed since Halloween. However, it's, it was a couple of. I think it's gonna take a while to get all the feathers. I'm nutgin. <laughs> I, I I definitely eat a feather. Um
1: Tan- tangent, sorry.
0: Uh enchanted castle was friggin' awesome. It was an arcade and it had like a music area and it had like the anna like the robot band.
1: The animatronic yeah, people. Uh
0: it had eventually it expanded to mini golf. Ooh. I mean, it was just this huge indoor place where a bunch of kids had birthday mm-hmm. parties. Totally. It was a big deal. I think uh, it's funny that you didn't think Chuck E. Cheese was real. I
1: I had had no idea it was an actual thing. I feel like there's a lot of stuff like that that I don't know that it's real. uh, And then it turns out that it is real. Uh, And I I blame the fact that I grew up without a television. So, like, these things just seem very ephemeral to me. Uh, But, yeah. That's funny. I also kind of really like the idea... And this is, I think, something that we do a little bit more now as adults about experience parties rather than gifty parties Mm -hmm. that will, like, do something weird and fun and different like when we did the escape room for your
0: birthday. Yeah, that was fun. That was super fun.
1: Yeah, Um, like the the kind of activity.
0: I do like an activity. Well, I think you get to a point where, I don't know, at least for me, I feel like. You have kid parties and then you're a teenager and like everything fucking sucks and you hate everybody and just want to. Right. Like, you just like have them. your like
1: five friends sleepover right. and you're like, ugh, whatever, um, this is what we do. And,
0: and you, yeah, you drink shitty. Booze right. You drink like apple pucker and yeah. in the basement and try to be quiet. Uh and then you have like, I'm I'm in my early twenties, so I'm at a bar every year and I'm plowed. And with up. a raging
1: every you invite every single person you've right. ever met at any point in your right. whole life and you go around shouting, It's my birthday.
0: And that's usually a sloppy, ugly mess. Uh-huh. And then you get to a point of, not, you know what? I don't need to do anything. Yes. Let's, let's maybe go to dinner. Maybe. Yep. Maybe go to dinner because I haven't decided if I want to put pants on. <laughs> and then you get to a point where, you know what? Life is tough and we should celebrate. Mm-hmm. Let's celebrate and let's do something special. Yeah.
1: I And I really, yeah. I love the idea of experience uh, parties rather than. Uh, booze parties these days not that not that we don't add booze to it but like typically booze. but like doing something that's that's about we're you know we're celebrating what you like to do and we're doing it together as a small group and and something that we'll remember and you know have actual conversation instead of like screaming at each other
0: right and like a few cute pictures as opposed to a bunch of rando yeah, and here's the back of someone's butt, and here's the floor, and here's that drink that got spilled on my right. shirt. Right,
1: and I'm like making that face and doing the the white girl dance and blah blah. Yeah,
0: I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that.
1: I feel like we've we've expanded past them. Um, so what would you say is the best party that you've ever thrown up to this point in your life?
0: This is a very um, obvious obvious answer. So. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it matters if I name the people at this point. I'm pretty sure her mom's not listening. Also, we're grown ups. Um,
1: he <laughs> can't grab me.
0: So, in high school, uh, t- three of my friends and I um, threw these at least two gigantic parties. And I say at least two because I got to be honest, it all blurs into one long party. Uh-huh. Uh, they were phenomenal parties. So, we planned them in school. Which meant that we had a notebook, of course, that you would pass back and forth in between classes. And like you would write down things that were important and then someone else you would pass it off and then like it was Katie and Marissa. It was Katie and Marissa. What's hey up, Katie is? Marissa? Tomorrow's Katie's birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Katie. Birthday. Um,
1: why don't you come out and visit?
0: She should totally come out and visit.
1: I'm just I'm throwing that out there, Katie. I'm gonna out there, Katie. You. you should come here. Uh, I hear about we, you. A
0: lot. Uh, <laughs> we had to give it a code name so we could talk about planning it around her her mom.
1: What was the code name?
0: Elephant man. The that is man, that is be.
1: absolutely a code name that uh-huh. makes perfect sense and uh-huh. would come up in normal conversation. Right.
0: Elephant Man 1 and 2. That sounds right. It's 1 and 2. And somehow it was one of these part it was it was an absolute or they were absolute movie parties. I mean, like slow pan through a smoky basement filled with people nobody knows. Wow. It was unreal. We could not I don't know. I mean, our hometown, it really was word of mouth. So-and-so's throwing a party. I mean, I can get lit there. Cool. Where was the address? Like, it, it was... We didn't know half the people that were there. Um, I will say, points of note, the carpet got set on fire. It was tiny, though. It was a tiny fire. Um, goldfish were d- murdered, actually. I mean, they were they were murdered, goldfish.
1: Wait, do people swallow them? Types no. In, or just, like, fling them around?
0: The fo- Members of the football team poured
1: tequila,
0: I want to say, into the fish tank. Why? Because kids are dumb.
1: (laughs) Why would you do that? Like, that just seems mean and
0: aggressive. It was mean. And all I remember is walking into the kitchen and seeing one of the football players had a goldfish in his hand and he was giving it CPR.
1: Into its gills?
0: M- movie, movie fucking like party. Like the gills? Like no, he was, I mean, he was pushing on it and then blowing at it. And like pushing on it and blowing at it. Uh, can I guess that that didn't work? It did not work. Fish can't breathe alcohol, so. Or air, really. Or air, really. Yeah, no, that fish were fucking dead. Um, all kinds of crazy things happened. There was a lot of, there was a lot of marijuana. There was a well, lot sure. of a lot of drugs at that party. Those parties, I can't, I can't. I cannot keep them straight. Also, it was the first time that I had been uh, projectile vomited on, which was... Vomited on? Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. Who vomit? Who projectile vomited? Happy birthday. (laughs) Happy birthday, Katie. Uh, She, it was towards the end, there was someone upstairs, I'm not going to say that person's name, but someone was upstairs like freaking out, too drunk, being helped, and was like sitting in the shower, like the shower was running on this person. And we just wanted them to leave and like it was time to start cleaning. And I was, you know, playing Mama Bear and Marissa kind of was too. And Katie was laying on the couch. So I, I went to help Katie up from like her feet. And I put my hand out. She grabbed my hand and I pulled. And as she came up off the couch. <laughs> uh, and I'm just gonna go out there and say, Spaghettios. It was spaghettios. <laughs> so that was a good time. That, that was a good party. Is so- that's a good couple of parties.
1: Well, this is on you and then like which is easier to clean up. Wait,
0: easier to clean up. You don't want to deal with like, so I threw up in your couch, ma. No, right. I just I just ate too many spaghettios and I got sick. Yeah. Nah, nah. Oh, that is gross.
1: Uh solid party. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, I feel like those those sort of parties were the parties that you threw in somebody's basement and it was always smoky and ugly and, like, a mess. And you wake up in the morning and you're like, this is the worst. Where did I do this? And then you have to clean up your house before your parents get home and hope that, like, you didn't miss something significant. Right. Uh, we used to throw parties at Elaine's house. What up, Elaine? What up, Elaine? Uh, and her dad would make us get up in the morning and pick up all the cigarette butts, like, real early in the morning as a punishment. <laughs> um, and he was, uh, like, we always did it. We never picked him up the night before, knowing that we were going to be forced to get up early in the morning and pick up the cigarette butts, but we never, ever, ever could remember to do it the night before because we were always shit-faced. But, like, idiots, just idiots. And, like, it's, like, that blurry hungover because at 16 you get the hangovers because you haven't really figured out how to do anything yet and you're so fucked up and, like, maybe still drunk because it's 7 in the morning when Dad is making you pick up the mm-hmm. cigarette butts. Um, thank you, Mr. Mahoney.
0: Thank you for teaching me that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right, because uh, it's totally like the kind of, you know what, we deserved it uh, for making such a big, stupid mess. Um, but that's that's a, that's a good time. For our 16th birthday, because our, our birthdays are quite near each other, Elaine and I threw a pretty big house party at my mom's house, and we had, like, we made tank tops, so it said security on them as though that was going to matter, uh, we looked adorable, but oh, I'm we, sure you did. we were not terribly secure. And there was a knife fight or like Holy almost shit. a knife fight that my mom might have had to break up. It's, again, it's blurry because it was a long time ago and the drinking. But I seem to remember there being a knife fight. and um, Or like there was gonna be a knife fight and like something happened. Um, I accidentally walked in on people like making out in my mom's room. Not just like a little bit making out, but like full on humping on the bed. Like I thought they were in a different room, and I like walked in. I was like ah, and it was this awkward, <laughs> like horrible moment. Uh, full on right. humping, like like yeah. like they weren't banging, but right. they but, there but was they was were defi- they were definitely humping on the bed,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I like I don't know who was more mortified, them or me. Um, because, you know, like, that's just
0: awkward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it is awkward. I have, I have been that, that walk You can't be like,
1: ah, what do you do? I'm yeah. so sorry. And then you like freeze for a second and then you run. And it's just, <laughs> I mean, like, and like, what do they do? Do they stay and continue or do they have to like come out shamefacedly? <laughs> right. like, I mean,
0: yes. I, I would vote for staying continue. I mean, at that point, <laughs> get your groove on guy, girl, everybody, yeah. everybody, yeah. everybody, yeah. Everybody, on.
1: everybody. Um, yeah, but, uh, but it, it was, you know, it's those sort of parties are like, you have to have that experience oh, as yeah. a teenager. Because that's how you learn about functioning as an adult. Yeah, If you can't have those, like, awkward, grimy, terrible nonsense parties, like, how are you ever going to
0: function at the,
1: like... <laughs> the classy soirees with how you gonna function wine.
0: at your dinner party yeah right. That you threw for eight with pudding dishes um pudding dishes. oh I yeah pudding dishes are important i just would love yeah i could totally eat some pudding all the time yeah i think pudding? um you gotta you gotta maybe throw one you definitely have to go to them mm-hmm. and throwing them it offers a nice um learning experience because you know you gotta you gotta get your money together. You gotta find an adult to buy you booze. Yeah. You gotta get the booze and time. You learn about logistics. You totally learn about logistics. It's all about planning. It's about timing.
1: And it also helps you have more respect for when you go to
0: somebody else's party like that. And then maybe that's you true. don't
1: like their carpet on fire.
0: Exactly. Maybe.
1: Uh, maybe at, at this same <laughs> sure party, guess. somebody let my backyard on fire. Oh my god! And then tried to pee on it to put it out. I was like, "That's that's not gonna that's not gonna work."
0: Was it a boy or a girl? It was I'm a boy. just curious. It was a boy. Okay.
1: Boys are dumb. Uh, And and my neighbor filmed it uh, to be like, I'm going to show your mother. I was like, you know my mom's here, right? Uh Uh, But they were real mad about it. And I was like, I don't... I mean,
0: we put the fire out. It was fine. It didn't spread. But like, you filmed it? Oh, I have another fire at a party. Oh, that's so weird. Uh, I do remember a party for Jess. It was her birthday. We were at Millar's house. And... I, might have to, I don't know if I've talked about this. They had one of the houses where your living room, kitchen, dining room, you've got like a small wall in the middle, and you can walk in a circle into each room all the way around. So if you're sitting in the living room and you lean over to the right, you can see into the kitchen beyond a half wall, if that makes sense. So it's like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to do a hand thing to show <laughs> you what I'm talking about, yep, but yep. the listening audience is going to have to just have do to imagine. it um, Living room... Dining room, kitchen. So, like, living room on the back of the dining room and the kitchen. Point is, there was a wall there, which gave a nice, like, out-of-frame situation. So, unless you leaned over a certain way, you couldn't see the kitchen. And someone smelled something. And I think, I can't remember what the other kid was, but we both, like, slow-mo leaned over into the kitchen. And went, yeah, the kitchen's on fire. <laughs> And someone must have left, like, a bag of chips on the stove Uh, and it turned on, and it was, like, billowing flames. Someone had a panic attack. It was a whole thing. But the party continued.
1: And I feel like that's in the days before there were fire uh, fire alarms and extinguishers and smoke detectors, like, every 50 feet of your house. Oh, absolutely. Like, your entire wall is, like, your ceiling is, like, studded with.
0: Right. No, there was at least not enough to pick up on it. Mm And, I mean, did you put it out? Yeah, it was fine. Her mom was there. Oh, Someone's there you mom go. was there. There you yeah. go. You just
1: need one adult to be in charge right. of the things.
0: Right. There was a grown-up. I mean, there was booze, but there was
1: a grown-up. So,
0: now that we are adults,
1: uh, the question is, theoretically, um, or in reality, I guess, as, as the case may be, do you picture yourself as being the sort of person who would allow that party to happen in your house? To, you know... Children and drinking. Yeah, the children and drinking. Um, I do. Uh, cool out candy. But, but cool aunt candy. Cool <laughs> candy. Uh, Not cool out candy. You can be as, as hyper as you want.
0: Because, you know... Well, one... Oh, I definitely come from the kind of family where it's like at 16... I mean, you're drinking at a family party. Mm-hmm. So that's... I, it's real shitty to say to a kid, you can have a beer in my house on Christmas... But you can't at your birthday party in my house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I think I would be. I think I would be. I mean, it's different. Times change and laws and people being all up in your business. Responsibility
1: and uh, right. Things yeah. change,
0: but I would say at this juncture,
1: yes. I agree. I mean, I feel like also it's an it's an important way to help your kids learn about booze, mm-hmm. so they don't get to college and like lose their shit. Which
0: happens to so many people. Yes. Yeah. That's,
1: why, that's why kids end up with alcohol poisoning and so on, because mm-hmm. they don't have any experience practicing. And also, like, if you're home with the kid, you can kind of keep an eye on the situation and prevent the knife fight, if need be. Uh, exactly.
0: The knife fight yeah. prevention is an important right? part of your job and as chaperone. And sometimes you
1: need a grown-up. Um, yeah, I, I always kind of pictured myself as, as the kind of person who will let their kid throw parties that are not, like, insanity. And, I, you know, it builds yeah. trust. And it helps you be the kind of, of parent, I think, that, you know, your kid is willing to talk to about things. That is, I,
0: I agree. I feel that way as well.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's very theoretical at this point. And <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'd feel differently 16 years from now and right. be like, are you fucking kidding me? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, you know, I'd, li- I'd like to think not Because, I mean, booze, especially it, for ourselves in our 30s, like, it's such a... Part of like regular life, you know, you have a couple of glasses of wine, yeah. you have a whiskey, whatever. Like, it's hard to to imagine. Then you put a kid in that situation, and the kid's like, "Well, mommy drinks wine," um, and then be like, "But you cannot." Right. So, uh, I think I think it'll be interesting to kind of see because I don't remember that like wine day drink casual drinking being like a part of what uh, our parenting looked like. Mm-hmm. But I might be wrong. I might have just been Um, not necessarily part of what my parents were like.
0: I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, yeah, I definitely didn't seem like a daily occurrence, but Mm -hmm. we definitely had. I mean, we're going to so-and-so's for dinner on a Sunday. We got to be there at three. Everyone's drinking. You know what I mean? Three o'clock, nice. I mean, look, you got to get <laughs> to a family drinking, fucking dinner. Day drinking before was cool. Hell yeah, well, hell yeah. And we had a lot of family parties, and we had a—I have a very large family, and you know, my, like my mom's cousins with kid. I mean, there was every—it was a con, there was constantly a graduation party and a birthday party, and it was constant. I mean, the the cousins actually talked to each other to. Plan and coordinate all of these parties to make sure that the most people possible can go to every family party in a oh, three-month nice. period after graduation. So like you it's didn't crazy
1: like overlap on each other. Yeah, celebrate um,
0: together. But the kids always got to bring friends, and you know, if they drank, they drank. All right. Yeah.
1: Nice. So college parties. We haven't really touched on the college parties. Uh, we talked about kid parties. We talked about high school parties. So college. Uh, I was in a sorority in college, and. We always had theme parties. Very serious theme parties. There was, you know, I mean crush party, of course, you know, which is, you know, that's just the one where you you bring the person you have a crush on. But we also had like <laughs> thugs and hoe parties right. and 80s parties and 90s parties and color runs and like it was just like there was never just like okay we're gonna go to a place and hang out it always had a theme and i wish i could think of more of the themes and i really should have thought about them earlier and written them down but the only ones i can remember are the like stupid ridiculous ones but it was always dressed as a thing we you know actual toga parties like that was a thing that happened you know you would put on whatever nonsense and everybody got together and got dressed at the same time in somebody's dorm room and I, I don't even have any idea how we pulled together costumes because we're at college. We don't have any money. You have like whatever clothes you've brought from home, but it's not like you have the like, full access to your whole life. right? Uh, so I have, I have no idea how we, how we pulled it off, but there was always like cowboy parties, which, which of course were you were prepared favorite. for <laughs>
0: that you were prepared. You had a, a statue of cowboy. Right?
1: Gear. Yep, I was, I was definitely ready for that one. Um, but it, it, it's so funny how, uh, you know, in college you spend all this time trying to figure out who you are and what you're about and you get the chance to recreate yourself and, like, be cool if you want to cool. And then and then you're at these theme parties and everybody looks like a ridiculous person. And I look at the back of these pictures because when we actually, like, used to take pictures instead of just digital pictures and right. put them on the Internet, uh, we all look ridiculous. We all look ridiculous. And yet, like, everybody's into it. Uh everybody is dressed. There's no there's no half ass in it. Right. Like it's like full attire. Otherwise don't
0: come. Otherwise get the fuck out of my party. Yeah, body.
1: and there'd be things like around the world parties where every room was a different uh thematic drink or or you know, decorated to look like a different something. Um and yeah, they were always a lot of fun.
0: I think I I've w- I've been to one toga party. Um where in which I made myself a cute little crown of leaves to go with my toga. Of course you did. I also then took my toga off and brought backup clothes because that was like, nah. Yeah, that would not have
1: been allowed. Uh-huh. That would have been absolutely a no.
0: Um, I've never. uh I've been to like one frat party. I've never been to a sorority party. Um, pretty much every. Well, no,
1: I mean, if if you weren't in the sorority, you would not have. You well, as a female would not, you would have, not been have been allowed. Invited.
0: Yeah, no, I, let me you, let me rephrase that. I was not in a sorority, mm-hmm. nor was I best friends with anyone in a sorority. Yeah, so I did not end up ever in that situation. Um, frat parties, I hated. Uh, like just like one or two frat parties. Uh but I feel like every college party I went to was the same thing. I mean, it was someone's. It was just a gross apartment, or you know, a gross dorm room, but mostly a gross apartment, and everything was exactly the same as it kind of was. In high school, only it was your place. You did not have enough themes in your life. With I, the, like. I did not go to themed yeah. college parties, not yeah. at all. They were always a filthy mess.
1: <laughs> just
0: <laughs> I mean smells the, like puke the theme parties beer. are like that also. You're just in costume. But there's coconut bras, and yeah. that makes it more pleasant. I a lot <laughs> of coconut bras.
1: That is a good point. Yep. Yep, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, surprise parties. Mm-hmm.
0: Are you a yay
1: or a nay on surprise parties?
0: I am a yay on surprise parties. Um, throwing them, receiving them, both? I've received one, and it was the most unbelievable, totally surprise. I can't believe they pulled it off. It, it did feel very nice. So I guess I'm for having them. Um, throwing them. I don't know, man. It's like, it's like when you do a project in high school. like You have to know who's on your team, or mm. don't even bother don't bother. You have to have, have faith in all of your partners. <laughs> Everyone has to pull their weight. Everyone has to stick to the plan. Yep. Everyone has to do their work. Uh, so as long as you have the right group of people, I am you know definitely for throwing them.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I am. I am not good at surprise parties because I like. I like to, you know, I get really excited you about the about thing. It. I want to talk about it. Uh, I I am I am terrible at surprises. Just like as a policy. Uh, I am constantly accidentally ruining people's Christmas presents that I bought them not because I tell them necessarily but like they'll say something like oh I should buy myself X and I'm like mm, don't do that maybe not yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm not I'm not really good at surprises and I don't think I've ever had a surprise party mostly because I have a terrible tendency to plan my own parties I'm like it's my that. birthday <laughs> I want to do this thing I could that this happen. is the thing I want make this thing happen because mm-hmm. uh, you know type A type A is a good time um, but I have been to a lot of surprise parties, and mostly I feel like I spend the entire time desperately needing to pee, but knowing the person's going to show up. So don't. Oh don't yeah, move.
0: that's uh, that's nerve wracking. Yeah, how do you uh, have you been to a ton? You say you've been to a ton. So have they all worked out? Like was everybody? Oh actually no, surprised? there there are
1: lots of like half the time they're like yeah no I knew guys. But like I also feel like have the decency to pretend that you're surprised. Oh, to pre-t- absolutely like, pretend, pretend. Pretend that you're surprised. So I'm watching you cut these stars and you're cutting on the pencil lines in, in very clean specific ones. Mine are oh, like are near the pencil lines.
0: Oh, I don't think it makes a difference. Yeah, I Yours well, no, probably I, look more like stars than mine. Uh,
1: luckily <laughs> you know what they're gonna be yeah. hung up places and painted I'm, over i'm gonna and put like
0: glitter on it far away um because we recently <sighs> talked about things that are problematic and i have a buttload of glitter and i feel like i have it. to use it yes
1: uh i am <sighs> problematic about cutting along the lines just fyi i mean like i'm not i'm not fucking it up by I mean, I'm not like, like a lot but there's, you could, there's definitely pencil lines that's okay that's the back Oh, good. <laughs> Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Uh, FYI, listening audience, I am the least. So I, I am blessed with incredibly crafty friends who almost never let me craft anything with good reason. Because I am the least crafty of the crafties. We had a craft night one time, and my craft was uh, setting up my new phone.
0: Uh, Which is, you know, important. It was there's important. personalization involved, and
1: yeah, I'm just, I'm just not artistic. My mom is really artistic. You guys are all artistic, and I, I get excited that you let me come to things. That y'all tolerate me.
0: Here's the thing: if without you, would we be able to go to a place? That's where true. Where the crafty things need to happen? That's true.
1: I mean, I, I, just,
0: I do the driving
1: of of the things. I write the, I write the Excel doc. About how we're going to do the thing.
0: <laughs> there's <And> there's <laughs> an Excel thought.
1: Yeah, oh, yes. and update it constantly. I I think that that a uh, party planning is is a good spreadsheet situation.
0: It really, it really, really is because
1: there's tasks, there's budgets, and really nothing makes me happier than moving something from the in progress to the completed.
0: Um, funny interjection regarding spreadsheets. Yeah. So, <laughs> I have a, a woman at work who is doing some stuff, and I was having her do inventory, so I printed out my my spreadsheets and uh, I was showing her so you can use this if you know the description is here of the item in there that she doesn't know anything about etc and she waited for me to finish telling her where everything was and then she goes uh wait this is a spreadsheet for like you oh my god you have a spreadsheet for ordering stuff and i was like totally confused by her question of course yes. i have a spreadsheet for or- what
1: how else would you know what <laughs> I where where would you put the information otherwise? I I don't understand. I feel like the the application of spreadsheets from the work environment to your real life environment is is the most applicable of any work skill anybody has. Absolutely. The don't ability to manage a spreadsheet. It just it's just
0: good. It's just mm-hmm. good
1: sense, makes you feel good. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. I like it.
0: Uh, that's that's something they should teach you. How, they should teach you the practical life applications of spreadsheets in schools. Yes. Because if anything is wrong, if you can't get your money together, uh, if you can't figure out where you're going to live and you're having a hard time compiling data for moving, whatever. Uh, always applicable. Always works. Right. A, always piv- a pivot
1: table will tell you what the answer is. Pretty much. Um, so we've been planning this party, and, and I think Josh has been real – shocked by our spreadsheet usage because he keeps showing up for our meetings with a uh, pen and paper and we're like no no no, we got this guy don't worry which is funny because like i i do like a pen and paper list i am not yes, gonna lie no, but too. like totally i also like to take my pen and paper list and then put it on the spreadsheet
0: well yeah <laughs> with no, a that's, column isn't that exactly the equivalent of going to class writing your notes and then going home and rewriting your notes yes okay good because that's what i do
1: yeah, I never did that, but you know what? Yeah. I like that you do.
0: It's my favorite part of the uh, first day of class: is figuring an, out the lecture structure.
1: It's important <laughs> to, to learn things that way, yeah, and also that like repetition is is good for your soul
0: mm-hmm. uh, and helps with memorization. It does help with memorization. Yeah, the rewriting definitely helps.
1: So um, we're off topic here. So I'm going to ask about one last party. Yes, we're a little off topic. Um, weddings. <laughs> ah, wedding. Wedding planning is the ultimate party planning. Um, and. The, the biggest way to demonstrate what that looks like and, and what kind of person you are. Do you hire somebody to do your wedding planning for you? Do Absolutely you, Do not. you do it your own, blah, blah, blah. So uh, a lot of people talk about how wedding planning is incredibly stressful and they hated it and so on. Uh, I, I loved planning my wedding. I had the most fun planning that wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, that building, was a great wedding. Building the budget, figuring out to get the things, doing the steps, marching us along. My ever-patient husband uh, allowed that situation to happen. <laughs>
0: um, how did you feel planning yours? Uh, exceptionally, exceptionally crazy. Uh, again, interjection, I think it's real funny that we had a Halloween episode recently, and it didn't come up that I got married on Halloween. I think that's real funny. We didn't talk about that. <laughs> That and is oh, super funny. That is
1: weird. Um,
0: I I mean, it, there was a, speci- a specificity to the situation being that I planned it in another state. I was living in California and I got married in Illinois. That
1: is a fucking challenge, and that dude.
0: Fucking saw, I think I went back and forth like five times that year. Wow. Um, we had the shower in Illinois. We had everything in Illinois. So it, that was a lot of planning. It was a lot of planning. Um, but I, yeah, I did enjoy it. I really did enjoy it. I enjoyed, enjoyed the spreadsheets. I enjoy, enjoyed the Martha Stewart books. I enjoyed the bridal shows, the expos. I totally enjoyed it. Did you go to expo? I did. I went to an expo in, in fucking Illinois. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't like, go to any expos. An expo. it did not. Go, I, I kind of wish I had gone to an expo because I bet oh, they give you all sorts of free shit. There are samples
0: galore. I didn't go any baby
1: expos either. Man, I have missed out on the whole expo universe. <laughs>
0: Your expo, uh, right?
1: I, I've shorted myself. Expo, yeah.
0: um,
1: but you enjoyed it.
0: I did overall. I definitely enjoyed it. I like I like picking colors. And
1: this star is missing a piece.
0: I I'm gonna panic
1: and cut it all crooked just so we know.
0: I I have
1: one star here <laughs> that that is missing one pencil line. And it's gonna go badly. I'm just warning everybody. If you find this star, know that I cut it.
0: Know that I cut ca- it. It's gonna be the best one in the bunch, watch. It's gonna be perfect. It's gonna be a perfect star. Um, you know what it is about weddings specifically? I like favors. I like favors. I like a good place card. I really like a good place card. <laughs> <laughs> really into table settings in general. Excellent. Yeah, that's what it is. A wedding involves a lot of stuff that, if you're into that, you might not get to. To like, if you're planning a barbecue, you know, you might not get to design fancy tables and like mm-hmm. choose flowers and lighting. That's why it's fun. The
1: persnickety nonsense is it, totally is your jam. It, it, the
0: persnickety nonsense is absolutely my jam. I like it. I am all about. Do you need the colored napkin or do you not need the colored napkin because this drop cloth, the first tablecloth is the color. And then you've got a white tablecloth on top. Do you go with a white napkin or is it too much? What color are your flowers? It's all very important.
1: Interesting. And my approach was, a uh, was much more about, um, the ambiance of the evening and less about the, the napkins. Well, I, your
0: wedding was outside. Yes, it was, it was oh, outside. outside and it was
1: very, that's the thing. There was so much greenery that what I was doing with the kind of innard stuff didn't really matter. Um, you guys did the wildflowers for my wedding that instead of like spending money on flowers, uh, Jen and Candy went to Trader Joe's and bought 50 bouquets of already flowers and just like stuffed them in vases. And it was perfect uh, with the kind of like personalization to it and so on. But yeah, no, I I never, I never got into the, the details at that level. It was, it was very much a like, uh, ambient feeling yeah. of how can we personalize and so on. But it was that same like happiness of the spreadsheet
0: oh, and creationism.
1: Yeah. Um so I feel like
0: that was kind of the ultimate party of the only f- time you'll hear creationism. Yeah. own I
1: like it. I like it. Nice. Uh, but I do I feel like that's absolutely the the ultimate party that you get to p- to plan because it's such an expri- it's such a personalized mm-hmm. version. No and matter it should be. Yeah, no matter how many birthday parties you have, like it's, it's not the same as, as the wedding or the renewal of vows or whatever it is that you're doing because it's just so much about yeah. a relationship
0: rather than... And it's about a moment. Yes. The relationship in this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, wedding is a fun finding to plan. It can be stressful. It can be stressful. And you know what? It's not for everybody. I, I wouldn't hire a wedding planner because I... Half the reason I'm having a fucking wedding is because I want to do all that stuff. Right. I want to throw a I wanna party. I want to have the fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I could. I would be a wedding planner. In a I was heartbeat. just thinking that. Yeah, that like
1: the only pressure around that is like this is somebody else's like special moment, and if you fuck mm-hmm. it up, like it's not like a small thing. Like you've essentially ruined their life forever. Um, so that's a lot of pressure. Whereas like if you plan your own wedding and you fuck it up, it's your own fault. Like yeah, right. what are you gonna do? I had a boss one time who was. A totally like micromanager, real, real serious about all the nonsense. And he said to me one time, "I would be a wedding planner if there wasn't such like a stigma about it being a male." And I was like, "You should just be a wedding planner. What's your problem? Just do it." He he was very self conscious about it, but he was mm-hmm. like, "I love the wrinkles. I love finding the the ways around it." And I was like, "David, just do it. Just do, just do it. it. Just yeah. do it. You'd be great at this, and it would make you so happy. Whereas your current job stresses you out."
0: Which, I mean, it's something that y- you have to be a certain kind of personality to do, whether it's yeah. for yourself or for somebody else. Totally. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly think about that movie with J-Lo. That's a great, that's a fun movie. The Wedding Planner. The Wedding Planner. Um, uh,
1: perhaps, though, not the best way to go about that job.
0: No, I think there are some ethical questions. <laughs> uh, big, big ethical questions. But um, I love that moment where she's in the beginning. I think it's the very beginning where they're in the middle of a wedding, and you see her, and she's—I think it's like this lilac pressed suit. It's gorgeous, and her headset, and her calm. And I her, am always jealous of that headset. Oh my god, it's so good. No shit. I was going to ask you guys, do we? Maybe we should get walkie-talkies because, <laughs> like, what if one of you is up by up by the uh, potties? And one is down on the tennis court, and we have an important question. And I feel like to we can hear each
1: other yelling. It's not that we big
0: probably of could because yeah. we are.
1: Uh, that's out. right. We're we're having porta potties at our party mm-hmm. because it's important mm-hmm. to have a place to potty. Yeah. God knows I'm gonna pee every ten minutes.
0: It is very important <laughs> to have a place to par- to potty to party.
1: <laughs>
0: there it is. <laughs> They're
1: party potties. It's <laughs> a
0: party potty. Come they on. should call their company they, that. Sh- I did. We just come up with that's our new company? That's it.
1: I always think that like collectively. Team Chinese Ferrari has the skills to do event planning, like as as a lifestyle choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about doing it as like applying it. Well, I talk about this all the time, but eventually we'll get there. (laughs) The twenty four hour film festivals, I think we have those sort of same logistic planning abilities.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, No time though. (laughs) No time. But
0: if if we did, man, we'd be good at it. We'd be really good at it. No, I agree. I absolutely agree. Uh, we, we can say that I think all of us have felt the squeeze of planning a big party without Jennifer. Oh, for sure. So the party's for Jennifer, in case that wasn't... I don't think we right. actually said that yet. Um, and uh, that babe, that babe is the little bit of everything. Little of the creative, little of the logistic, all, all about the events...
1: Well, she does it for a living. She does
0: it for a living. And she's got the eye. Mm-hmm. She really does. She really she's has the She's eyes. certainly a better star cutter than I am. Well, I feel like she would have walked in, looked at all of these poster boards, blinked, and they all would have been perfectly cut out on the table. It <laughs> would have been like one of those video cuts, you know? Parsley. <gasps> My parsley's chopped. It would have been like that.
1: <laughs> like a tasty
0: made. Yeah, exactly. Tasty made for exactly. poster board stars.
1: Um, I think we've covered parties. I think we've totally
0: covered parties. Uh, That brings us to political minute. Yes, it does. That brings us to political minute. (laughs) Which is less of a party?
1: Yep, less of a party. But I'm going to be really, really positive in this political minute. Um, Because really important things happen. Taking over the House for the Democrats is significant and wonderful. And continues to be revealingly impactful in a way that we're not really prepared for yet. Mm-hmm. There's recounts going on everywhere. Yeah. So there might be new governors. Uh, there's Senate seats that are still question marks. there's like a lot of things that have happened. And here here locally, I'm so proud of like the individuals group that I'm in. we busted our ass for Katie Hill doing phone banking, registering voters, like going out there and campaigning and and she won. And she won. I mean, she didn't win by a lot, but she definitely championed. She definitely won. And getting rid of Steve Knight was huge. And also Harley Rauta, like getting rid of Dana Rohrabacher, who, who has been like nationally dubbed as Putin's favorite House of Representatives person. which like who knew that would be a thing? Uh, changing changing the um, the the color of parts of California that have always been red. You know, going going blue in some of these places, it's shocking. And it really helps shift the balance of of power in the House of Representatives, which we now have a comfortable majority in. And Maxine Waters is going to do some... God, I hope she does something
0: significant. I am so... I hope so, too. I want to be very, very excited. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, of course, hesitant about everything because, I mean, the last... (laughs) <laughs> Two years, I think, is a pretty good. It's real hard reason. being excited. Yep, I think that's a good mm-hmm. reason. Um, I'm excited. I felt good. I also felt I, I felt crappy based on the some of the horrible things that happened, like within the last the, the days since. Yep. But that's all t- sadly typical horrible shit. Um, so I'm trying not to let it down my my happy yep. about about what was accomplished.
1: Uh, the, the voter turnout alone mm-hmm. was a very significant event. Uh, I voted at 7 o'clock in the morning, give or take, maybe 7.30. And there was a, a huge line while I was there. I have never been higher than number six at my polling place. And maybe I've been only the sixth person to vote at the polling place. So this was was astronomical to see people online um, the people that worked there said there was a line out the door before they opened. There was a 20 minute nice. wait before before they were even open. And there were people online behind me, people pulling up. It was it was really, really wonderful. And that seemed to be the case kind of all across the country that people voted in droves for a midterm, which has never happened. Nobody ever gives a shit about midterms. Yeah. Um, so really happy about that. One, I mean, the, the overwhelming majority of women that got elected was just, I mean, so many firsts, so many important things. Uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. It makes you feel good to be a woman, to have been a part of this, mm-hmm. you know, real serious wave of women in the resistance. It, it's good, and it's hopeful, and it's wonderful, and it's like a giant go-fuck-yourself
0: And the young, people, the, yes, yeah. the young
1: people. the Yes, the young people. But I will say that there was a lot of places that, once again, white women just fucked it up. Uh, Texas, white women oh my, yeah. voted for Cruz almost, almost overwhelmingly. <sighs> I don't, at at what point do you stop thinking about your whiteness and you start thinking about your womanness? Uh, and, uh, and I'm hoping
0: it's now. I don't. Or I, tomorrow. I, I think, and I, I'm going to say a thing that might possibly come back to bite me in the ass, but like whatever. Uh, I don't think that way of thinking is something that can change. Mm -hmm. find that candidate that's
1: going to appeal across lifestyles uh which i think we're struggling with right now i keep seeing all these you know beto 2020s and here's the thing i was like i really wanted him to win it would have been great blah blah but i also kind of feel like if you can't beat ted punchable Cruz, uh how are you gonna perform on a national stage again i hope i'm wrong uh it you know if people are responding to him and he's the candidate that gets chosen obviously i'm going to bust my ass to make sure he gets elected but uh, it is he's, he's not the candidate that's that's leading in my heart right um, but that being said one of the things that i think that's really interesting to think about is we were also like it's like a mixed bag everybody's like really excited but also kind of crushed by by the fact that we you know didn't win the senate back and so but no we weren't necessarily expecting to and yeah. the races that were touted to us as the must wins were such long shots. Um, Stacey Abrams in Georgia, who is in the midst of a recount and might still win, who knows. Uh, Gilliam in, in uh, Florida, same thing, by the way. Uh, massive voter suppression is just continuously coming to light and really might change everything. Over the next couple of weeks, we might not know who wins those races until sometime in December, and and Which we might amazing. wake up we might wake up one day and the entire government looks different as a result of these races. Um, but we had a lot of a lot of firsts that happened: um, first gay governor mm-hmm. in Colorado, mm-hmm. uh, first Muslim American women um, in the Senate, uh, in the House. Yeah the the youngest woman ever, um, Cortez, yes. the Democratic Socialist from the from Brooklyn or, or the Bronx, I can't remember. I'm sorry, the Bronx, no, the okay. Bronx. Thank you. I only know that because
0: I just saw it. Yeah,
1: I mean, amazing, like really significantly amazing. the the first Indigenous woman uh, going yeah. to the House. Amazing Two, things yeah. that happened. Yep, and, and also I'm gonna call it out because there's you know everybody's kind of persnickety about this one. Um, the first Korean American. Woman, even though she's a Republican, still, still Still an important first. Yeah. yeah. So good things happened, and even though it's there's some feelings of disappointment around losing some of these really major races, like, um, like the the House of Representatives has gotten more female, uh, less white, and significantly younger. So maybe we're moving in the right direction, but. Uh, I'm calling it right now that as of January 1 we
0: need to know who our Democratic candidate for president is absolutely but and I honestly I have no no idea no idea what that go- uh-uh. who that's going to be uh-uh. you know I, I hope it's Joe Biden.
1: you know what I, I don't blame you I, yeah. I don't think Biden's a bad call. everybody loves Joe Biden everybody does he, and him. who you know hopefully he'll give us a VP who is not an old white man from the Northeast right uh, but right. I mean if, if it's Biden i I don't disagree with it. Everybody loves him. Mm-hmm. But we need to decide now, and the Democrats have two years to get over their purity tests, stop eating their young,
0: and uh, uh. get behind it. Um, I will say that I looked at that. It might be now this. It might be, like, time. I don't know who yeah. put out this video. On, it's on Facebook. Um, I bet it's now this. But it's just a role of every every woman I think it's all it's women only every woman who was who was elected and I maybe sat at my desk and just bawled my eyes out Absolutely. as it conti- it just kept going and yep. it was like, oh 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 yep it's nice, that was pretty nice. there's some so it's pretty nice in
1: spite of everything else there's some good I mean there's also been some horror since then with Trump uh firing
0: whatever asking him to resign
1: uh Jeff sessions
0: right like how do I how do I res- I don't know where to gauge my feelings because yeah, I'm happy because
1: Sessions is a garbage Sessions, human being
0: right but also what now
1: yep uh then Rodstein Rosenstein immediately got removed and Whitaker they're saying it's totally unconstitutional for him to be in this position that he's in
0: but I feel like on a long list of shit that's unconstitutional that's happened in it's, the last two it's years so
1: unconstitutional. plus there's all these articles just came out today like confirming that trump paid the stormy daniels hush money so like maybe this is the beginning of the end again maybe i don't know but here's the thing bottom line bottom line i'm so proud of everybody that voted
0: yeah
1: uh if you if you're listening and you voted thank you thank you so so much if you're listening and you didn't vote why get your
0: shit together? I feel. Yeah,
1: like. I like. I want. I want to engage the non-voters and find out why. But I also am afraid I'm going to punch somebody in the face. So like, yeah. maybe don't have that conversation. Uh, but I'm. I'm so proud of how engaged America was finally in their own democracy. Mm-hmm. Like for the first time ever.
0: Yeah. Uh, we might have talked about this before. I. Uh, I my first election, uh, I'm assuming yours as well, was Bu- Bush and Kerry. Yeah. Uh, and that was a huge push. It was a huge push for young people to vote. Um,
1: no, it, it was Bush Gore. It wasn't Bush Kerry. Bush Kerry was very recently.
0: The oh, first my first was bu- because I'm not old enough. That's you right. You voted I I probably I voted right before yep. you, yep. Because um, that
1: slight difference in our age. Yeah,
0: it's like, th- yeah, that three yeah. months ruins everything. Uh, and I just, I remember it being such a big deal. I remember the colleges pushing and just how huge the, it was. Rock and the it vote. was Rock the vote. And it was one of the, it was like the biggest young person turned out to date. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we fucking lost. And it was, it was a gut punch. It yep. was just a real big gut punch. And I have, uh, you know, I feel less gut punchy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, uh, we, you can see, you can see maybe a dawn on the horizon that will, that right. will change the world. Well, uh, thanks that everyone. Was nice. that yeah, that was that was, a that nice was a good, uplifting. Ending. Thanks for joining us on our party yeah. extravaganza. We're probably going to spend the next hour plus cutting out stars. We got a lot of stars to cut um, out. guys. And when you hear from us again, we will have experienced this party. Oh, oh my God, I forgot to do this. Uh, I have I have a very serious retraction that I need to give oh. that I have forgotten about completely. And thank goodness I've remembered because otherwise I'd never hear the end of it. On our Halloween episode, I called out my dad about hiding from the trick-or-treaters. And I called oh. him out real hard and made fun of him before it. Mm-hmm. And I told him. And he was like, I don't do that anymore. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, ah, well, Marie buys the candy. That's his, that's his long-term partner. Marie buys the candy. And I answer the door now. And you know what? I enjoy it. <laughs> so he has seen the error of his ways over the years. And so I'm going to formally retract my mocking of my father for his lack of Halloween good times.
0: I will say that I feel very good about that, because no shit, anytime it comes up about people hiding since we recorded that, I think about him.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think, I just, I don't
0: understand. Yeah, right. Paul, I don't get it.
1: But you know what? He he saw the error of his ways, and so I am no longer declaring him a, a Halloween stinker. Just a Halloween hider. You're right, you were un- un-Halloween stinked. Uh. So there you go. That's, that's
0: also a nice positive ending. Right, formal retraction. So mm. thanks for sticking with us, guys. Thanks so much. And now I'm thinking about candy. Mm. So I hope you have some in the house. Yeah, I don't. Uh, well, crushing. on that note, uh, yeah. this is Candy and Noodle for Chacharone. Thanks for listening. Party on, guys! Bye. <laughs> <laughs>